Welcome, Traveler, to the Inn at the Edge of Greenwood, a cozy roleplay podcast where adventurers from many realms come to tell their tales. You won't find any dice rolls or TTRPG mechanics here, just good old-fashioned make-believe and storytelling. We hope you enjoy your stay, and if you do, that you let us know with a review. Thank you for joining us. Now, let's grab something hot to drink and listen to a story. Dear friend, it's been some time, and in between the stories that I've been telling, I've also been working on this magical scroll that Francesca left me. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm actually making progress with it. The spell itself is complicated and has a lot of different applications, but I've begun to figure out some of them, and it is the most thrilling feeling to finally bring magic into the world rather than just hear about it. But enough about me. There is a new story to tell from a guest who came through recently and was truly one of the most delightful people I had ever met. Edge of Greenwood, Chapter 7, The Ghost of Memory. As your head hits the pillow, it's been a long, long day, and you are incredibly tired, and immediately get that almost sinking feeling where you don't even know if you could get up, if you really, if you, even if you tried. And after a few moments, you drift off into sleep. You don't remember your dreams, you don't remember if they were pleasant or fraught with peril. But when you wake up, it's not the same room you fell asleep in. The first thing that hits your ears is the sound of footsteps on wooden floor. And then birds out a window to your left. And as you shoot awake and take quick stock of... of where you're at, you're in a small bedroom. There's a wash basin and like a, a brass mirror on the other side of the room, a small chest, a plain small wooden table with a little chair. The bed is very plain and uh, you know hay stuffed mattress. You would guess you're in some sort of tavern or inn. All your things are on you. You're fully clothed, fully decked out with your items. It's as if you came in and fell asleep without even getting ready for bed. Uh, the first thing Maypre would do is stand up and stick her head outside the window. Is it like a, a window that can be opened up, or like will her horns just kind of bonk on the glass? It is uh, a window that can be opened up. There are some shutters that are a little bit closed, um, but open enough to let some light in. And as you throw those open and stick your head out, you look and you are indeed in some sort of inn. You are on the second floor. Uh, you look down and see the ground, you know, 20 feet below you. You look out about you, there is a forest not too far from the inn itself that just stretches out in front of you as far as you can see, almost like an ocean of trees. But in this little area, this clearing around the inn itself, you see a small, almost makeshift town. No buildings that are uh, permanent. Lots of carts, lots of little pop-up shops and tents. But there's people kind of going back and forth, and you see 
you know, tall folk, short folk. Uh, you see another tiefling kind of walking amongst uh, the folks. Everyone just seems to be going about their, their morning. She's going to pull her head back in the window and, like, look around the room. Okay. Did I? Was I? Where am I? I have friends. I thought. And then she's going to stick her head back outside to, like, confirm that, like, this is real. And then back inside. Okay. This is weird. Uh, maybe it's not real. And I'm going to take that brass mirror and, like, hold it up to my face. Does it reflect me? It does. It does. And it's, you know, it's 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 a brass mirror, so it's not a, a very true reflection. But you do, in fact, see yourself reflected in it. Uh, and as you see yourself in the mirror, would you like to describe what you look like? Yeah. So I think with a little bit of that sepia tone because of the brass, you can see like an <laughs> off purple, uh, incredibly tall, muscular tiefling uh, with curling horns that start at the top of her head and uh, really coily, kinky, uh, dark, dark purple hair um, and these glittering bright green eyes that stare back as she kind of tilts her head looking in the mirror. Oh, okay, this is me. This is definitely me. But this room is mine. And she's going to do a bit of a pat down, kind of make sure she's got her glaive on her. Uh, she'll notice the ring on her hand and like tunic, pants, shoes, check. Okay. Uh, what about my friends? Yularis, Keela, Keela Jr.? Yularis Jr. That's what the goat's called. I, I should know the goat's name. Yularis Jr. I'm just shouting in the room. Does anybody answer? You call out for a few moments and you you don't hear your friends. You do hear at one point one of the other doors outside of yours open and then close again. Someone kind of checking to see what the noise may have been perhaps. But yeah, after a few moments of calling out, no one no one comes running. Okay. This is fine. I'm alone. Nothing to worry about. Nothing bad ever happens when I'm alone. Not like a tour stampede of goats or anything. No. No, no. This is going to be fine. Okay, um, and yeah, she's gonna go ahead, open that door, and find another individual to talk to, because this is scary, exciting, and overwhelming. Yeah, as soon as you open the door, uh, you do begin to hear the sounds of breakfast being made. You hear to your left, down a hall and down a flight of stairs, there is the noise of, of plates moving and cups moving and drinks being poured. You can hear people talking back and forth. The, the hallway you're in is uh, got about seven doors on either side and yours is about halfway down. You kind of peek and look down the stairway a little bit and you do indeed see, you know, not a ton of people, but a handful of people walking back and forth, getting ready for the day. Okay, very carefully um, and stealthily, but Mipri doesn't actually know what stealth is. Um, she's just going to clop her way down the stairs, kind of like rattling her, her glaive on like by accident a little bit to get an idea of what's happening down here. Yeah, you come down and you are almost immediately bumped into by a young man who is turning the corner out of the kitchen uh, on your left-hand side. And he's carrying some some bowls of porridge and he kind of stops. Oh, oh, ah, uh, Oh my what? word! I am he, so sorry. He looks. He looks up. He looks down. What, did you just come from upstairs? Yeah, I, I was in a bed. It was a pretty nice bed too, if I remember. He turns back. Mother, you didn't say that we had another tenant. I'm so sorry. I didn't. Um, I didn't see you come in last night. Uh, Mother didn't tell me that you had. You had checked in. Grab a table or or have a seat at the bar. We'll we'll get you a breakfast order here soon. Excuse me. And he walks by, and begins to deliver meals to people okay like longingly she's like i really wanted one of those okay i'll go sit over here i guess and i'll just pick like an empty table well 
an empty table but near somebody, you know? Okay. Like if there's like a bar and there's somebody else like with their, their face and whatever they're eating at the bar, should yeah, definitely there, go bother there them. There are a couple people sitting at the bar and there's a there are a couple folks who are sitting. There's one person sitting by herself at a table in the in the main room and then there's a couple uh, of gentlemen who are sitting at another table. So you could sit kind of within proximity of any of these folks. And as you do a quick sweep of this room, it is a very large open space, uh, almost a banquet hall style tavern with these big wooden beams that stretch over top. A large fireplace off to your right. To your left is the bar, which is an L-shaped bar that connects to the walls, the kitchen behind it. And yeah, there's just, there's kind of a nice smell of breakfast and bacon being cooked and a good amount of friendly conversation and noise going on. Yeah, um, Mipri would take an empty seat like nearest to just about all of those patrons that you had mentioned. So she can, hi, nice to meet you. I'm Mipri. I think I'm new here. Hi! Oh, you over there! Your hair, very nice. Oh, thank you. Um, welcome. And they just go back to their food. No one gives you too much attention. Everybody seems to not be too surprised by the presence of a stranger here in the inn. Uh, Maypri doesn't do very well being alone. Um, so if nobody's gonna try and talk to her, she's gonna swing her butt out of the chair and move all the way to the bar and plop down there. Next, I think you said somebody was sitting there? Yeah, there, there's there's a, uh, a halfling who is sitting at the bar. Halfling with uh, kind of long shoulder-length hair that's a little wild at the moment um, and a little bit of a scar on the chin right off to the side. But other than that, a, a very kind of friendly disposition and they kind of look at you and, oh, good morning. Good morning. What are you eating and where can I get some? Porridge, I suppose the innkeeper could, innkeep, calls out. The young man that you bumped into before kind of comes out. Yes, sorry, sorry. Um, What can I get you for breakfast? Can I have porridge, but can I have bacon in the porridge? Ooh, crumbled? Yes. Yeah, I can do that. Oh my That's God, I idea. love this place. Also, what? Where? where is this place again? I just... I happen to forget, you know? Oh, you're one of those. He, like, his whole demeanor changes. He he almost, like, settles in and, like, the busyness, like, stops and he locks his attention on you. But in a friendly manner, he's giving you okay. his full attention. <laughs> and he goes, you're one of those. Okay, so, wait, <laughs> let me explain this. Don't worry. Um, we are at the edge of Greenwood. This is the inn at the, at the edge of Greenwood. And... This is one of those places where folks come through and they they don't always know how they got here. It, it It's hard to explain. Okay, because I don't get it at all. I think I just woke up here. You know, it's it's happened if you ever drink too much one night, you fall asleep and you wake up and you're like, why am I in this bed? I never the, checked into this inn. Yeah, this explains why I don't have you on the on the list for last night. Um, You, hmm, how do I, uh, you know the planes? The planes of existence. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're on a different one at the moment. Whoa, that's cool. Then you would have probably been last night. That would be my best guess. Um, but don't worry, we'll get you fed. We'll get you, uh, uh, you know, stocked up with anything you need. And and should you be on your way, um, well, <laughs> everyone who comes through here seems to find their way home eventually. Hmm. Okay. And like as she, like he's been talking, she's been like patting the counter like, okay, this feels real. Mm -hmm. She'll pat the little halfling on the arm like, okay, that feels real. <laughs> he kind uh, of like turns and is like, uh, uh, excuse me. And... Just checking. You're real. Pat's the chair. Okay, that's real. Okay. Okay. This is cool. Um, if, if you need any help, I'm very helpful and not clumsy at all. I cannot make any guarantees. You're helpful, but you can't make any guarantees. Mm-hmm. Got it. I'll get that porridge. So he disappears into the back 
you hear more sounds of cooking and, and it does not take long uh, before he comes back with a bowl of porridge. You can see bacon that has been crumbled and mixed in and also a little sprinkled on top. There is a tiny bit of cheese that has been shredded and kind of placed in a little cup next to it. He goes, I don't know if this is your thing, but I thought it could be interesting. And he sits it all down in front of you. Can I get you anything to drink? Coffee, milk? This is so cool. Uh, do you have like breakfast wine? Ooh, of course. I've been traveling with really fancy friends and I have acquired a taste for wine, you know? It's weird. Oh, I respect that. And he pours you a, a dark, a dark red wine. Sets that in front of you. Well, if you need anything else, uh, just shout for me. Okay, if you need anything for me, just shout for me. My name's Maypri. All right, well, I'm the innkeeper. It's nice to meet you. And he goes out and continues his work. It, it, the morning rush and the breakfast rush last for probably about an hour. Folks who had been staying finish up their breakfast, finish up their business, head on out. No one new really comes in. It's much too early in the day to start receiving new guests. Uh, and after a little bit of time, the halfling who was sitting next to you takes uh, their leave. The other people clear out. And it's just that one woman whose hair you complimented back, who still is sitting, enjoying a, a cup of tea by the fireplace. But eventually the, the innkeeper begins to work behind the bar and is cleaning up and restocking things. So, uh... You're, where are you from originally? Uh, like what, plane? I'm from the material plane. What plane are you from? Well, this is the material plane. It's, oh. uh, yeah, there's lots of those, I think. Huh. I don't read a lot of books. Sometimes I ask my friends to read books out to me and they've talked about the material plane, but like, I thought it was just one place. Uh, you know, it, that's a good assumption, but the, <laughs> the longer I work here, the more people I see, the more I think that there's... There's a lot more that we don't know. That makes sense. I mean, I'm from a lot of areas. Originally, I'm from Mulholland. It's cool. We got some, uh, lots of sand there. Lots of sand. You wouldn't believe the places you'd get sand in. Uh, and then I traveled a bit. Ended up in Rashomon. Spent a long time in Rashomon. Met a lot of spirits. A lot of creepy spirits. Oh, wow. I went to Waterdeep, then back to Rashomon. You know, just uh, all around, you know? He kind of looks and notices your, your get-up and the, the, the weapon you carry with you. He says, I would assume you do uh, a bit of adventuring. That's basically my middle name, you know? Uh, I mean, I don't have a middle name, but if I did have one, it would be adventuring. Or adventurer. Or adventure? What is your middle name? Oh, uh, <laughs> I don't have one either. Huh. May pre-adventurer. That's, that's got a good, good ring to it. Doesn't it? It does. I like that. That's my new title. For while how I'm did, here. How did how did the, the bacon turn out? Oh, fantastic. And the cheese, just a little bit. Of, I sprinkled some on top and then I just ate the rest with my hands. It See, was I good. I thought that was a bit of a, a bit of a gamble, but then I was like, I, I like bacon and cheese, so maybe this will work. You should probably sell this. I would buy it again. Probably. I'll add it to the menu. Also, how do I pay you? I have, these are silvers. Silver, silver. Huh, okay, here you go. I'll slide some silver over. Thank you so much. Oh, well, and he kind of stops and sits down on a little stool, rubs his knee a little bit. Well, if you've got a minute to chat, um, I'm a bit of a story collector. Uh, I would love to hear some of the, the, the things you got into on, uh, on your adventures. You, <laughs> again, forgive me for assuming, but you look like the type that's gotten into a scrapper too. Yeah, I mean, every time I go to a bar, it's kind of like necessary to get into a fight. I go into bars with the intent to arm wrestle every single person with strong arms. Oh. And then when I beat everybody, they get mad and we fight, you know, it's silly. He kind of looks around and goes, I don't think you're going to uh, <laughs> get into a tussle with anyone here, unfortunately. 
<laughs> she'll look or, over at like the one person that's left. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, I, I do love a good arm wrestle, but that's okay. I and, you're, and you're speaking very loudly. So when you look over that person who is over there by the fire, sipping their tea, kind of like does the whole like looks away real quick. Like they've been kind of eavesdropping in on everything. But yeah, like what uh, what kind of stories would you like to hear? Would you like to hear about the one time I went on a caravan and then I ended up in Rashman and got stuck with a bunch of spirits? That sounds incredible. I mean, yeah, it, I tend to wander a lot. Uh, you know, I'm an outlander wanderer. It's just kind of my thing. Ever since I was uh, a small little tiefling and I was able to escape the shackles of my childhood, which was to say I was stuck with some priests who always made me clean the floors. Um, you know, I, uh, I traveled, saw some dragons, and then one day I came upon this caravan. It was cool. You know, they were just like, hey, if you know how to put up a tent, you can travel with the caravan. I had no idea where they were going, but they wanted help, so I helped them. And then next thing I know, we go to this place with a rock, and there were supposed to be spirits, but the spirits yelled at us. And by us, I mean, I kind of made some friends there. Uh, they you made friends off- with the spirits? Oh, uh, the people. The spirits weren't oh, a big okay. fan of me, you know? Oh. They wouldn't even let me sleep. I think I didn't sleep for like three days. I suffered so much exhaustion. It was horrible. That sounds like, yeah, that's that's one of the reasons I didn't get into adventuring. I like I like a good night's sleep. I, I am a fan. I think a good night's sleep is what got me here, you know? Makes sense. Makes sense. So what happened? What, did, what, what, were the spirits tormenting people or...? If memory serves, and, you know, I got a lot of memories kind of, like, shaking around in my head, so uh, this is going to be a May pre-telling, uh, not an accurate retelling. Uh, I think the spirit was like, hey, I've been dead for a while. I'm really upset. Uh, my dead husband is your fault. Something like that. So we were like, no, spirit. It's not our fault. We just want to get some sleep, and the spirit was having none of it. Um, we might have fought the spirit. I'm almost certain I didn't fight the spirit. You can't really fight things that are uh, incorporeal. They're harder yeah, you to just, stab. Yeah, you just punch right through them. Exactly. So we had a witch with us. Wizard, but, you know, she prefers witch. And she said some spirit things, did some spirit things, and the spirit vanished. And then we went back to the town and we're like, hey, we found your dead wife. It was a dead wife. That's what it was. The husband was alive. He needed clothes. (laughs) And the spirit was dead. So he's kind of giving you a look like, okay, I'm trying to follow. So if the... Sounds exciting. (laughs) I know, uh... right? It is. And I'm, I'm curious, what 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 are you doing now? What are you said? Uh, a good night's sleep brought you here, but are you are you on an adventure or? Oh yes. Um. Well, because of all that spirit stuff, we got stuck in Rashomon. Rashomon was pretty cool. I met a stag lord there. He took me on a boat ride. That was bomb as heck. I've uh, never heard of Rashomon. What's it like? Oh, it is so creepy. Everybody wears well. Not everybody. Only the cool people there get to wear masks. Oh, wow. Um, Like deer masks and fox masks and rabbit masks. And that might exhaust my knowledge of animals. Mm. Uh, (laughs) But a lot of cool masks. Our witch got like, hmm, she went through a ritual. And then the other witches were like, yeah, you're cool. And then they let her wear a mask. They they wouldn't let me wear a mask, though. They said I, I don't have any magic. But I disagree. I'm plenty magical. What type of magic do you do? Uh, uh, I only know one magic spell. It's hellish rebuke. And it's just when I get hit, I get really mad and I hit them back. I, he kind of scoots forward a little bit. He's like, I, I know one spell as well. What spell? 
What do you uh, know? Well, I can, I can, and he snaps his fingers, and all the uh, the silverware and things in front of you all of a sudden like straighten themselves, and your your glass fills back up with wine. Whoa, that is a wildly cool spell. It's it's. I try not to use it too often because you know, it's kind of a new thing. But ah, it's been it's been amazing learning. What what's the this rebuke that you do? Does it well? Um, as anybody who might be familiar with me will eventually learn, I tend to forget anything that I've ever learned. Um, and I often forget, uh, my own moves. Uh, you know, a year after the fact that I had spirits, I remembered I could summon them. I could summon spirits. Would you like to see my spirits? You, that's more magic. You can do more than just the one thing. I mean, it's kind of like the spirit of my dead best friend. Is that really magic? Uh, I, it, it, I don't know. Could, are, do you want to do it? Heck yeah, I do. She's going to get up off the chair, like politely pull the, push the bar stool in, take a quick swig of that refilled wine glass. Okay. Uh, and like, she'll have her hands up for a moment. Like it's going to be something really magical. And then, uh, well, she'll put her hands back down. Choco, can, can you come just hang out for a little bit? And then nothing happens for like, 20 seconds and me pretty just like standing there fidgeting nervously with her hands like the innkeeper's just standing looking kind of like back and forth making sure he doesn't miss it and then just almost as if out of nothing materializes a young child maybe no more than nine or eight she's got long uh straight black hair like the fringe bangs and she's wearing just like a bag for a cloak or for like a shirt um but like most notably, she has these giant bright white eyes that just kind of stare into your soul. And she doesn't look that great, but Maypri is not phased. <gasps> yes! Hello! I'm so glad to see you. We're not fighting today, but I just really wanted to show you off. And with a flourish, this is my friend Shogal. We grew up as kids. The innkeeper kind of looks and seems shocked in a minute, but then he comes out from around the bar and kind of squats down to be eye level with her. It's very nice to meet you. There is silence. That's okay. You don't have to talk. Is there, uh, is there anything that you like? Could you, can you eat? Can you drink? Can you interact? There's another moment of silence and Maypree just kind of stares at her. You know, most of the time I summon her, it's to, it's to distract enemies. She's very distracting. She's very good at that. What do you think somebody who is good at distracting would like? Oh. In life, we used to love stealing bread. Well... If you like distractions, kind of, he looks back at her and he brings a, that same silver coin that you offered him out and he kind of holds it in front of her and then just does like the, like shakes it and it disappears out of his hand. And then he reaches, he's like, forgive me, trust me, it's okay. And he reaches through her and then pulls it back out from the other hand as if materializing from the, the spirit itself. That elicits a smile. And it's a little ghastly, but, you know, it's still happiness. You took my coin. From the stool, you hear Maypri applauding enthusiastically. Woo! That was so cool! What's her name again? Shogal? Shogal. Shogal? It's nice to meet you, Shogal. She half lifts up a hand as if to probably fist bump you. He, the innkeeper gently reaches forward and fist bumps, you know, passing through just a little bit <laughs> with the contact. Wow, she really likes you. Normally she just tries to be really creepy to like make monsters want to attack her. 
Well, <laughs> this is a... <laughs> if this place is anything, this is a place where everyone's welcome. That's really nice. Uh, Chogal, do you want to sit on the... Nope, you're just going to fall through. Hmm. <laughs> do you have, like, a short stool? How does she not just fall through the floor? This has always been a question of mine about spirits. I and... wonder that every day. And can they go up on a second floor? Would they not just fall through the... Huh. Hey, Chogal, do you want to go up to the bedroom? And the young girl just kind of, like, looks over at Maypre and then looks back at the innkeeper and then remains stationary. <laughs> Oh, I think, I, I don't think she's going to play along. No, not this time. That's okay. I'm really happy she came to hang out, though. If you just want to stand there and, like, Maypree's going to, like, wave her hands around her friend a little bit. Like, yeah, 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 that's good. That's good. She's good, I think. So where are you, where are the two of you headed after all of this? Obviously, I, you've got to get home first. Yeah. You know, I was never really the one who planned out where we go. Just kind of like following what the gods tell us to do. Did I tell you that I've got some really cool connections with some gods? You didn't. Oh, yeah. Um, the really, really scary one that's probably a god of something bad, but I never really learned religion despite the fact that I was raised with some priests. That's a detail that I don't really think about. Uh, Bahamut? Bahamut? I've not heard of this one. I think he's a god of something really bad. Maybe death. Maybe. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, but he's been lovely, you know? He, uh... He's asked for some help. We've provided the help. And then uh, he probably gave something back in return, but I don't know what it was. I always thought it was interesting how people just assume death is the domain of evil. Is it not? He shrugs and he goes, everyone dies. Does, it not, does <gasps> that mean that we all end up evil? <laughs> evil? That's a good point. You know what? I don't actually think that he is the god of death. Like, he's oh. never really tried to kill us, nor has anything bad explicitly happened. He might be the god of dragons. Um, oh. He kind of looks like a dragon. You know, a lot of dragon is insignia. Um, not to mention, I've had a lot of dragons in my life. Uh, mostly terrifying, mostly trying to kill me. But I'm starting to see a connection, you know? You know, I met a tiefling not too long ago, who would who would fight dragons. Whoa, how do they fight them? I don't know exactly. I think she had spell casting, but then she would take their... This is the weird part. She would take their heads and turn the skulls into beds. That is so cool. Very uncomfortable sounding, but very cool. It did sound uncomfortable. I didn't order one. It just, it didn't seem to fit the... What is I've got going on here. No. That's fair. I should look into that, though. I wonder if somebody like that sells dragon headbeds in Waterdeep. That place has everything, you know? Potentially, yeah. Well, you found yourself here via a night of sleep. I wonder... I'm no sorcerer, but I wonder if a night of sleep would bring you back. I think that probably makes sense. I'm also no sorcerer, so, you know, I just try things until they eventually work. Well, if you'd like, the, um, the room is yours again for the night. No charge. Oh, thank you. Can I can I help with anything in the kitchen? Can I can I help clean the uh, uh, room area? Main room, um, common room, common room. Sure. I, I'm not going to turn down some assistance. So he kind of stands up. He's like, let's get to work then. And he hands you a uh, a tray and a, and a rag and instructs you on you know cleaning up and, and kind of getting everything ready for the lunch rush, which eventually does come. Um, you help with getting people seated and taking orders and uh, meet his sister and mother in the kitchen. 
who are doing most of the cooking as he kind of runs back and forth throughout the day. Um, I know you said no dice rolls, but I'm going to roll a d6 to see how many drinks I spill on people. Excellent. Four drinks are spilled. Four drinks are spilled. <laughs> it makes sense. And every single time he very, you know, the first two times he's very like, oh, no, 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 don't worry about it, don't worry about it. The third and fourth time it's a little more, it's it's fine, it's fine, okay. And then after the fourth drink is spilled, uh, he he begins to bring a glass of wine your direction to deliver and then just kind of like you see him make the decision last moment to... I, I got this one, and he takes it to the to the patron himself. Uh, oh, okay, um, that's cool. I'll just stay stay here and wipe the table. Oh crap! I knocked over a candle. Um, fix that. Pick put that it, up. No, put that out. Put that out. Yep, yep. No, yep, no okay. fires. Okay. Uh, all right. Thank you so much for your help. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Why don't you I take a break? Helping. Oh, you've been okay. working so hard. Yeah. No, definitely. I mean, it's only been two hours, but sure. Yeah. No. Two hour shifts. Here, let me get you a drink. He wow, this place is so nice. Pours you a, a wine or meat or whatever you like and kind of sets you up on your own. <laughs> like, if you need anything, just let me know. Okay, I'll just be here watching. And if anybody else looks like they need help, maybe maybe I'll still help them. I mean, you, you just, made me give the apron back, but... Maybe just tell me and I'll take care of it. You're on break. Don't, don't worry. Don't worry. Okay, yeah. yeah, no, that's good. Okay. <laughs> and he continues his work. The day goes by, the, the town is very pleasant. There is that small marketplace that you saw before where varying foodstuffs and also small knickknacks are being sold. The people are all very friendly. It is predominantly uh, halflings and gnomes that, that you run across. Um, and as such, a lot of the steps are smaller, the areas like the, like the doors are just a little bit shorter than you're used to and have to duck your horns underneath. But it's a very, very friendly town and everyone gives you a good time and uh, engages in good conversation. They all seem very happy to have uh, a new friend to talk to. I love that. I'm trying to think like, what would pretty do with the town other than just like hang out, talk to people, probably share very similar stories that she told the innkeeper with equal amounts of incoherence. In telling those stories, you managed to gather around you at one point a small crowd, uh, predominantly children who are very interested, but there's a few of their parents uh, who are <laughs> kind of sneaking in on the edge or using the excuse of their kid wanting to listen to, to listen in as well. And the incoherence of the story does not seem to put them off at all to how exciting it is to hear about dragons and ghosts and adventures. It is, it is a pleasant afternoon of storytelling for you. As the day comes to a close, you find yourself back in your room. The door shuts behind you. The, the night air is cool. You hear an owl kind of hooting off in the distance. You look at the bed. Might be time to give it a try. All right. Let's see. If I can fall asleep and get back here, maybe I can fall asleep and get back home. You lie down. You close your eyes. Sleep does not come as quickly as it did the night before. You're, there's a lot going through your head and a lot of energy from, from the day, but eventually your eyes close. And when they open... Oh, I'm back in Rashomon. Wow. So many broken glasses, <laughs> but so worth it to meet Maypri and Shogol. What wonderful people living such wonderful, exciting lives. Wherever they're headed off to on their next adventure, well, goodness, I hope I get to hear of that story, too, someday. To be honest, talking to Maypri has sparked the desire in me to, 
to Rome again. I want to have my own adventure someday, if I can. But my place is here, at this inn, providing a home for travelers who need one. Still, maybe someday. Till then. Yeah.